Going Under by Zoe Arpeggi. I don't like candles and birthday cakes, white pearlescent layers and waxing fire. Flames make me anxious, make me search for water, keeping me distracted, not paying attention to my birthday. Isn't there a stray piece of fabric over there, near the sink? No one is watching the cake, I imagine the candle sliding off. I have to keep an eye on the cake, I don't like attention and blowing out candles, never did, never will. I have nightmares, frail and stuck in a wooden chair, surrounded by family? Can't blow out the candles, not enough air. I don't have any candles on my birthday because I have a strong distaste for numbers and besides I prefer ice cream, cold, creamy, and rich. My high school psychology teacher had us write down three adjectives describing our favorite food, cold, creamy, and rich. She said those adjectives should describe your relationships, your desires, your hungers. I do hunger. Cold. Men. Callous. Detached. One night stands and leaving in two day old pairs of jeans. I do hunger. Rich. Women. Full of pain. Having left someone before me. Complex, complicated body systems. Not simple, rotary mechanisms. On my 18th birthday, creamy. No candles and not a cake, but my favorite food. Scoops of doughy beige clumps in a tiny pink spoon. On my 18th birthday, I go to the strip club. But which one to go to? There are strip clubs on the strip, and there are strip clubs downtown. There are strip clubs in the casino, and there are strip clubs on industrial. There are strip clubs that are more like nightclubs, and there are nightclubs that are more like strip clubs. There are strip clubs where the women are topless, and others where they are also bottomless. There are strip clubs where you try to avoid sinking too deep into the seats, try to avoid touching the remains of desolate sweat that is gathered in the creases and wrinkles of leather. When I was nine, I woke up like a normal day and noticed that my parents' bedroom light was on. The bedroom door cracked two feet open. I tiptoed to the edge and peered in. The room was empty. I woke my sister, told her about the open door, and told her about our parents' empty room. We waited for our parents to come home, didn't know where they went. They never told us where they went. Leaving in the afternoon, leaving my sister, 13, to look after me. They did this often, but they were always back by morning. Always back in time for morning. The morning that our parents didn't come home... We waited in the living room because there we didn't have to address the open door face to face. Could pretend for a few hours that everything was okay, that no parents and the open door was normal. The open door was not normal. I knew this. The door should stay closed until three. Normal was my parents sleeping until the afternoon. We made sandwiches to pass the time. I still remember. My sister let me play PlayStation until the weight of the open door was too much for even that. We waited. I remember praying. When the sun set, our grandparents came to pick us up. Our parents' door still open. Because it's my 18th birthday, the bouncer lets me in for free. Because it's my 18th birthday, I go to the strip club where the women are bottomless because that's the only club my friends can get me in. I sit in stunned silence, watching bodies caressing poles, caressing others' bodies, naked women staying away from me, 
sensing surely my complete cold water shock, sensing my empty pockets. The car had slid out near state line, my dad explained. They were taking the exit for Buffalo Bill's casino, stopping for coffee. Slick asphalt because it had rained. My parents weren't wearing seat belts. My parents don't like laws, rules, suggestions, safety. The Mustang with the V8 engine went sideways and then went over and over and over. But why were you coming back so early in the morning? My sister asked. I was too young for those kinds of questions. Too young to put the pieces together in that way. Too young to be anything but relieved with my dad's arm only in a sling. With my mom's neck only in a temporary brace. Too young to be anything but relieved that they were still alive. But my sister had three years on me. Old enough to know that Monday at 6 in the morning was not a normal time to be driving home from Vegas to California. My sister was old enough to know that my parents had been keeping secrets. Even though I don't like candles, birthday cakes, parties, I know that the strip club is supposed to be fun. That's why I came, after all. It's my birthday, after all. I am going to have fun. I am going to be normal. The speakers rumbling from unseen corners announce the first dancer of the hour will be on stage soon. I wait. I wait and try to forget who I am. I try to remember that it is my birthday. I try to remember my friends who have dragged me out here to have fun. My friends are near, but I can't seem to notice them. I am so far, so far in secrecy, holding my parents' secrets, holding my own secrets. Once my mom was able to take the neck brace off, we moved to Las Vegas. Our parents waited until all of the boxes were unpacked before gathering us in the living room. I feel so alone on a leather chair. The snare, one, two, three, the snare. I am all alone on a leather chair. My friends are gone. The sparse eye watchers along the stair are stage and gone. It is just me and the stage and my birthday and all of the candles I don't have the strength to blow out. I am alone with all of the fun I am having. It's time for the first dancer of the hour to start. Our parents told us why they had been driving from Vegas to California at 6 in the morning when the helicopter had to come and take them away. Meaning my parents told us their secrets. My mom's secret. It's better not to tell, they said. <laughs>